Welcome to Vacation Station, hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Vacation Station Travel Show with Nancy and Lisa. It is the fourth Tuesday of the month. And we're at the end of the year, end of December. And that means, well, not the end of December, but when it's the fourth Tuesday, it means <laughs> that we get to catch up with travel writer Debbie Stone. We call her the fire monkey. Sometimes she's on a boat. Sometimes she's not. Sometimes I call her like travel stone, right, Debbie? <laughs> you have different <laughs> names. I've, I've called you all kinds of things, but not anything negative. Oh, but it always says no, because, well, listen, she has so many adventures, not just across the country especially during COVID. She said, heck no, I'm still going. I'm going to national parks. I'm going to the Dakotas. I'm going to Nebraska. I'm doing all these other road trips and staying safe. And she did. And has also finally got back out into Europe and, you know, kayaking through Italy, uh, all kinds of places. But um, she's been back out on the road uh, and going into the Southwest, which is not far for her since she is based in Santa Fe. She recently had two amazing experiences that these experiences are, I think, for many of us who have a thing about the Southwest and geology and water and the outdoors. These are two experiences that are on our bucket list. One is she went to Antelope Canyon. Mm. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Mm. I'm really, really jealous. And then she went rafting or she bend. You know, she like she got in a boat, <laughs> kind of a boat, right? Anyway, she's written a story for each experience. You can read them and see the photos. If you go to nationalparktraveling.com, you'll see them in upcoming issues of Parks and Travel Magazine. But welcome back, Fire Monkey. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing fine. And yes, I was very, uh, I stayed closer to home this time and, and uh, kept it down to the Southwest, which uh, is always, uh, I, I, I can never get sick of that region. You know, you know it too, ladies, because mm-hmm. you yeah. lived there for so many, you lived there and spent a lot of time in that area. But you know, it's just, a, it's such a, it's such a beautiful area. And there's so much to explore. And uh, yeah, and Antelope Canyon and Horseshoe Bend were two places that I just, They've been on my list tonight, just for some reason, I've never gotten around to it. And then mm-hmm. it was like, okay, time for a road trip. We're going, you know? You know, we went yeah. many, many years ago when our print magazine went from being Big Blend to Southwest Blend. And we were ah. Southwestern. And mm-hmm. we went to Page. And this was even when we were living in Julian in San Diego in the mountains. Mm-hmm. And Nancy and I took a road trip. It was May. And we just said, that's it. We need to go and do our thing. We can't just, you know, we, we got to do it, right. you, you know, obviously. And off we went and we went to Page and we stayed, stayed in this really funky, cool motel <laughs> on Elm Street. And Nancy and I thought it was really funny. And the <laughs> owner of the motel opened the door and they'd been having a party at the inn, basically. And everybody was drinking yeah. <clears throat> beer and carrying on. And we're like, okay. This is interesting. And I remember the inn had like angels and stuff all over. And I'm going, we're on Elm Street? Really? And it was Friday the 13th or something. I swear to yeah, God. And it, it was, was not like a joke. 666 six, Elm Street. Yeah. yeah <laughs> well, so anyway, we were on Elm Street and Nancy and I had the giggles. And, and it was this really cool. It's just, you know, the Southwest has these 
motels that are in the revival is back on with route 66 and everything which is so exciting because it's so they're just like i don't know it's like that iconic road trip vibe it's it's at retro feel i think yes yes it's very very alluring to travelers these days very very alluring well they keep their personality you know and and, and that is really why you travel is to go see the personality of a place Mm -hmm. of course yeah. And then and so, then Nancy awesome. and I went to we were in Page and we went over Lake Powell and then I got all into John Powell's history and now your yeah. articles brought me all back into that and now I'm going to geek out on it like I I think he's like if you're into the southwest like Aldo Leopold right I just feel like they should yeah. people should know him like know more about him and what he did because he also fought in the wars. Like this guy, he he's right. like Fremont in a way, right? And so yes. he was a big deal. Yes. And so we went through like some of the areas he went to, but we did not do Antelope Canyon. We did not get to, well, no, we did do Horseshoe Bend, but we didn't go mm-hmm. kayaking. No. But we did Marble Canyon. We saw wild horses in the Vermilion Cliffs, mm-hmm. like so herds pretty. of them. Mm-hmm. And we saw condors being re-released and we got lost in Escalante. And ended up oh, in no. Utah by accident. And we really, it was it was hot and we really needed a beer. And apparently where we got in Utah, they don't do that. And no, like, you're, in the wrong, you're in the wrong state for that. Yeah. Don't go to yeah. a diner and say, do you have a beer? Like, it just is one of those beer days. And I looked at yeah. it, it's like, I beg your pardon. So, oopsie. Yeah. But um, we <laughs> went to Jacob Lake. And, and so we just did one of these, you know, what kind of Crazy. like our life? One of these road trips yeah. that is nonstop now. But um ended up in Jacob Lake, uh, which is the north rim of the Grand Canyon. And I encourage people to yes. done a story on that too. It, it's yeah. um it so when people are traveling, and that's where I'm getting to, you know, I belong to these Facebook groups groups where people are like, we're going to this park. What can we do on the way? What do you right. think is the best thing? What you've done here, these are two iconic experiences that you could tie in to like Jacob Lake and or like the North Rim and uh, you Absolutely. know, even go up to Vegas and, and even, you know, I know you recently were in Durango, but it all actually connects in a way. Well, you right? know, it's, you know, like I said, you can just draw the circle around page and, and, you know, not too far, you know, an hour you're in Kanab, Utah, you're close to um, Zion and, and, you know, Bryce and Escalante. And, you know, it's just, a, it's a mecca for all this wonderful geology i think you know and a landscape that's so unique um so yeah i mean you could people could spend you know several weeks out in that area and cover that mm. whole that region because there's there's just so much to see and if you're somebody who loves the outdoors and you like to hike and you're curious about the geology and the the natural uh you know the the rocks and everything the landforms you know that that's the place that really is the place mm. It's quite amazing, you know, all the different things that you see. Like when you look at the rock formations there, you have to yeah. wonder, how did yeah. that happen? You know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, Antelope Canyon is one of those formations. And it's, mm. I mean, it's a very almost surreal uh, type of, of canyon. Uh, it's mm-hmm. nothing, nothing like I've ever 
seen before, yeah. ever. And I've seen a lot of canyons and have gone through my share of thought canyons, but I've never. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the pic- the pictures are amazing out there. I think, mm-hmm. you know, people have screensavers of it, and they just, you know, there's a lot of Insta mm-hmm. pics out there. But, you know, they they are incredible, and they will whet your appetite. But when you get there, you'll be like, oh, my God, this is just like, you know, it's just... It's, Sometimes over, yeah, because you're experiencing a person. You're walking through. You're looking at the light. You're looking at the colors. Mm-hmm. You know, you're here. You're hearing about, you know, the geology. You're hearing about, you know, erosion and and how things were formed with wind and rain and you know mm-hmm. how it took millions of years and, and you know and how there's you know the, the it's the minerals it's the iron the deposits that are in it that are are giving it these incredible shades of, of orange of red of you know different colors but it. It, it truly is a remarkable experience, but there are two of them. There's upper and lower that mm. people tour. And, uh, you know, everybody, it, it's very popular. Upper Canyon's very popular only because it was um, publicized so much with photos that people took. And because of the number one reason is this like light beam Color. that comes down yeah. through when the sun comes through onto the canyon floor. And it's this particular happening or occurrence that has gotten a lot of attention. And I have seen the pictures of that, and it mm-hmm. is incredibly remarkable. It is one of those occurrences, though, that happens, you know, only during a few months of the year and when the sun, so midday. Um, and it's a lot of, it's hard to, you know, plan your trip around something like this, especially if you're saying, I'm going to go in fall because that's the time that works out for me or, or whatever. Or I don't want to be there in the summer because it's just too hot. And, uh, my my advice to everybody, a recommendation is, you know, go when you can go. You know, see it when mm-hmm. you can see it. You're 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 going to be blown away no matter what, and whether there are the light beams or no light beams. So you know, just just go. You will. You, it, it is magnificent. Mm. Oh, it's a man. good place for dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just think it'd be fun. I did yeah. see dinosaurs in that kind of setting. Oh, yeah. Throughout the Southwest, you can see, you yeah. think of dinosaurs. I mean, you know, they discovered yeah. a lot of bones out there. But, yeah, you mm-hmm. can you can just imagine them out there, you know? Mm. What, what, so when you're looking at the whole geology, did they tell you that, you know, uh, the connection to the Colorado River, does it connect to that? Because you always see these photos, but you... We just don't get a feeling of where it is. You know what I mean? With with Antelope Canyon. Is it connected yeah, or question. was the geology separate from That's a good question the- and I don't have the answer for you, but uh that okay. is a good question. <laughs> well it's they a geeky not- one. They did not yeah, it's a good but it's a good one. Um they just they talked a lot about the layers, about the how the rain and the wind, mm-hmm. you know, how how that and the erosion and how that kind of worked its magic, so to speak, you know, with all the sand and everything and, and how over a period of umpteen years and eons that it just, you know, created and it's like this undulating waves, you know, is what it it looks like. And uh, you know, depending on where you're standing and how much light there is, you know, the shades, you know, can be darker or brighter or um, as you can see by pictures, it's it just, you know, it, it is all dependent on positioning and time of day and, and all that kind of stuff. But it's it's remarkable. And the lower canyon, uh, which uh, in my mind is equally as spectacular, was for me a more, I think, I think it was more enjoyable only because it's really kind of, it's fun. It involves more of a hike experience. 
you know, the upper canyon is, is fairly level. Uh, people with any kind of accessibility issues, it, it's, a, it's, it's very uh, accessible. Um, mm. But the, the lower canyon, you know, you, you are climbing ladders. You're kind of going through narrow spaces. And to me, it was more of an adventure. And I, I put mm. in my story something about being Indiana Jones because it kind of you just got that feel for it. And I liked that feel. I really felt like mm. I was experience, experiencing the canyon in a very, I don't know, just kind of almost hands-on way but uh yeah I, I i equally enjoyed it and the the uh, colors and the experience was equally as enjoyable um so i also would tell people if they're if uh you know the upper canyon is sold out perhaps because it, it does take a lot of advanced preparation or reservations that the lower canyon is is so wonderful and you will get an, a remarkable experience uh for that, that one as well I think it's, it's, you know, that's the thing is like everybody goes to the, the typical places and it sometimes is just, it's ruined. Like everybody's bunching up and you just, come on, everybody, like give people, like Moab is apparently like that in the arches or it's like that. It's like mm-hmm. you have to wait for hours to, to not have anybody in your picture, you know? Yeah, I think it's, I think, you know, some of the very, very famous places you know, are definitely, definitely overrun by tourism. Um, and I think as a, as a tourist or as a visitor, you know, you can plan your trip so that you're not going in the height of the tourism season and that maybe the time of day that you can go when it's, you know, not, not going to be as crowded. Um, these tours in the Upper Canyon particularly, they, you know, were one after another and there's, you know, people uh, kind of on your heels. And so um, it's also more challenging to take pictures because you've got people uh, around mm-hmm. you. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a sounds sense, like a press trip. Yeah, you know, the feel is like, okay, they have to take you through this and get you through and get you out. And so mm. on the lower canyon, I had, I had so much more of a leisurely experience and uh, less people, you know, no crowds. It was, I don't know, it was, to me, that was delightful. And I, I really appreciate, like I said, the, the kind of fun hiking that is a little bit involved in that. And and when would you say to go so you you can kind of like the shoulder season kind of thing you know because you also talk about it's that midday time that you want to take that photo in the upper canyon which is we, um, we've the, all been trained never to take photos at midday exactly here, well yeah but, but in this in this yeah. yeah in this particular one that's a sun chef but it's also like really during late spring summer and maybe early fall where those light beams are able to you know, where people are wanting to go at midday and so they book the, you know, 11 o'clock tour or whatever, which is always going to be sold out. I suggest that you go off season, which, you know, to me would be later in the fall and Mm -hmm. go in the winter even or early spring where, you know, you're not going to encounter as many as many tourists. Mm. And, you know, maybe the weather, yes, will be colder. It it will be colder, but, you know, wear a coat. (laughs) Dress. Yeah, you know, that's, that's it, you know, trying to, trying to, you know, I I think it's better on the land, you know, to have a little bit of a lighter footprint, and to go on those other sides, if you're able to physically, right, and have the time and everything to go on those other hikes, because it's just, I, I think you're so right with that, where you think, oh, no, it's not the big famous one. But when you go, and you can breathe and be part with the land, you know what I mean? There's just this 
whole other adventure. And I love that you brought up Indiana Jones because he does go in and out of those caves, you know. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it, 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 it's not so cool, but at least you have ladders. But uh, so this is all on Navajo land, right? Yes, and that's another thing. It is it is a monument of the Navajo people. It's part of the, it is a Navajo tribal park. And so this means that you have to go with a uh, uh, an authorized Navajo tour guide, a, you know, a company that is is has the permit to be able to do this. And uh, speaking in in terms of the Lower Canyon, um, they will close the Lower Canyon if there is a, a going to be a rainstorm because you will get trapped in there. And uh, so mm. they you know they do look ahead at the weather and they do close it because it is one of those you know it's it's a canyon and it's sure. you can get you you know you you can get trapped in there because of the water. So um, that's another thing to consider too is is that it can be closed uh, because of of the of the weather. But they know in advance and they they will will close it in advance uh, to to prevent anybody from getting trapped in there. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's I you know like I said it's. I I I appreciate going off season to a lot of places. I think uh, in my mind it's like you say it's quieter, it's more peaceful. Uh, you can have a little bit more of an intimate experience with nature. Mm-hmm. I love sure. that. I mean, because you're doing nature and then this geology. Like, I mean, do birds go in there? Like bats, birds. birds. Yeah, uh, birds I, and bats. I, I, I didn't see any birds and, and bats. Now, you know, the the upper canyon is kind of shaped, like I said, like a, an A where it's it narrow at the top and wide at the bottom, okay? And then the lower one is kind of the opposite. It's kind of wide at the top hmm. and narrow at the bottom. So I would think if there were was going to be any kind of, of creatures coming, it would be more in the lower uh, mm-hmm. antelope because it's wider at the top, you know, where there's more light there's more you know uh, air Mm -hmm. coming through but i i didn't see anything i you know i didn't see any creatures or anything and they Mm. didn't speak about any wildlife being in there so but then Ah. the pronghorn story that's cool yeah that's kind of an interesting thing yeah the the way that that got named uh antelope canyon and actually it was found by a a navajo a dene girl uh back in 1931 and and uh, she stumbled upon it and uh Fittingly, I said in the in my story that her daughter uh, operates tours of the canyon today. So that's, that's so, cool. so cool. Yeah, full, full circle, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's awesome. So, th- so everyone, there's uh, all these different companies. It's all in uh, Debbie's article, Fire Monkey's article on nationalparktraveling.com. But adventurous Antelope Canyon tours, Antelope Slot Canyon tours, Antelope Canyon tours, and Antelope Canyon Navajo tours. Um, and then for the low, that's really for the upper canyon. For the lower canyon, it's Dixie's Lower Antelope Canyon Tours and Ken's Tours. So I don't know if the Dixie and Ken ever meet. I just think Dixie, just Dixie like, and Ken are Dixie and Ken are brother and sister, and they're company. Oh well, are see, right okay. now each other. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. That's cool. That's cool. So go, I mean, check that out. And you also say to reserve your your tour in advance. I know people that just thought they could arrive and go. And no. and that's a no no. I've seen so many sad mm. stories on Facebook about yeah. this. Yeah. So yeah. You, that's you really a big advice. Reserve, reserve. It's in always advance, good ex- too, especially in in the high high tourist times. And if you're wanting to sure. do that midday tour and you know all that kind of stuff, you you really have to plan plan this one out. You know, mm. it's just it's well, it's not a it, you know. I'm sure once in a while, sure you can drop in and maybe there's a there you know there's a space or whatever. But you know, don't don't be disappointed. Don't let your hopes get up and you know without doing some sort of homework ahead of time. 
So when when mm. you talk about high season, so summer is a high season for that kind of area of the Southwest. Um, yeah, I that's think you know late people are, late yeah. spring, summer, and very early fall. I think are very much May through a, September, October, right? Yeah, like even April. Yeah, that's yeah. I think mm-hmm. I think that's pretty much what you would would say. So you know, if you really are, if you if it's okay with you, you know, with with individuals' preferences, you know, why not? You know, go in November or December or January, or February or March or whatever. You know, yeah, it's going to be cold, but you know what? It's it's. It's such a beautiful landscape, and oh my and god, so winter in the southwest Isn't it gorgeous? is that, gorgeous. Oh, it's awesome! It's magical, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. Oh, yeah, god, you're making yeah. me homesick. Yeah. I, I don't. I, you know, I'm just saying. It's, it's, it's all this Arizona stuff we're doing on shows lately in New Mexico. You know, we do. You know, our yeah. monthly New Mexico show now. I'm like, okay, I miss you. I want to smell creosote. I, I do. Mm-hmm. I want the monsoon season with creosote. No one. You know, I mean, not to say yeah. no one knows that. People in the Southwest know that. It's like a weird scent. And at first you think it's some animal peed somewhere, but it's not. Um, no. But it's the most ancient plant we have on the planet, the creosote. I know. And it's so distinctive. It's such a distinctive plant, you know, and it does, you're right. It has such a distinctive smell. <laughs> I know. When you first you get into the Southwest, you're like, what the heck? What? what? Yeah. I didn't do that. <laughs> she said distinctive. <laughs> She you kept know. saying distinctive. Yeah, I yeah. know. I know. It, yeah. it stinks. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. just put it that. Yeah. But um, actually, and, and, you know, Native Americans use it for tea and all kinds of stuff. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it does so. actually Medicine. have oil. Mm-hmm. And it and it's interesting because it grows in circles. And there's mm-hmm. a certain area out in Lucerne Valley area in uh, California High Desert outside of Joshua Tree where is one of the most ancient patches of creosote, Ooh. and they grow in wow. circles, and it's it's amazing. It's cool. I mean, I know. Very I'm sorry, cool. went off on a tangent, but I'm missing the the Southwest. It's mm. home. It's home for sure. Yeah. You know, a raft. Yeah. Yeah. You went on a raft journey in Horseshoe Bend. I remember seeing Horseshoe Bend, mm-hmm. and even to get the iconic photo of that, I'm like, dude. <laughs> That's like it's, do you, when you went to the Black Canyon of the Gunnison. Didn't you feel a little nervous, like going and photographing? Right. Well, uh, you know what? There was two parts of the park, and we did the north and the south. And the north, yes. like I felt like I I know that we're in a safe, caged kind of thing, you know, fenced yeah. in thing. But mm-mm. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but then yeah, I drove Millionaire's I, Highway after that, so I was good. Well, that yeah, I was gonna yeah. If you've got, you've got if you've got the little bit of the height issues, you know, with with looking at something way way down, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. also uh, you know uh, part, parts of it are maybe not uh, fenced, and you've got you know a, a sheer drop off. You know, whether mm-hmm. you're standing or driving, yeah, mm-hmm. I think you know, and think people you know need to have. Uh, you know, some people just, uh, uh, common sense is important, I think, you know, oh, and it's yeah. like, you said you know, it, let's, you let's, put it in your article, take that selfie, you, you know, took, you, you, t- you, you took my bait, because you wrote about have that common sense rule, obey yeah, the yeah. rules of common sense. And I underlined yeah. it in this, because I just, can we just, <laughs> I just, I, I almost feel like, can't we make that a bumper sticker? Yeah. Obey well, the yeah. rules of common sense, just that yeah. should be a bumper sticker. There's, yeah, there's, been, there's been times where I've looked at parents and wondered, what, where are you? Why are you letting your kids do this? Uh, why too? Are you le- like, yeah. I remember doing that, that bridge in the Grand Canyon. Oh, yeah, you're talking about that before. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, and I seriously, this kid was running, and the parents were way, way like I was like, "Where are you? Yeah. How how would you let your kid do?" Yeah. And he was running and pushing people. Yeah. So I got down it, on my hands and knees to finish the bridge, and the bridge is swaying, and yeah. I'm like, "Uh, uh, 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 uh." Mm-hmm. uh. Yeah. No, but it's cool. Way. But listen, it, listen. There's it, a lot of us who love that stuff, right? I know. Tons you know, I, 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 like I said, if you have common sense and you, you know, need to, yeah. you know, stay, you step back and you don't, mm-hmm. you know, do something stupid. You know, there's yeah. so many beautiful places. There's so many beautiful mm-hmm. places, and right. to be able to see, you know, the views. Uh, to me, you know, yeah, the, of course, there's a little risk involved, but, but, but if you're, like you said, if you obey the common sense mm-hmm. rules, yeah. it's like. Then, you know, you, you, you know, cause you read almost, you know, you read mm-hmm. several times you read about people who are trying to take a selfie and they're, you know, standing at the Grand Canyon or wherever it is. And it's just like, or, you oh, know, you're me, like, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Or they're standing next to a, a waterfall, a, you know, no, and a, it's like, oh, Buffalo. Let me go to yeah. Yellowstone and stand oh, yeah. Buffalo. Like, what's yeah. wrong with you? Yeah. No, yeah. I, but that, that's, yeah. but that's something yeah. that I think we've, I I don't bring this up to be negative, but I love that this these two articles. You both you have such um, important tips, so people don't just arrive thinking they can get into Antelope Canyon because it's a it's a downer. It's a downer yeah, when you you're driving across the country. Oh, let's just go here, and yeah. you waste your time and you can't do it. That's it's yeah. a bummer. So and and so you're really saving people time and money. Right. And the same thing with this. It it is about reminding you know because we do actually see this, you know, on the news right. just about every other day. Yeah. So yeah, it's not yeah. uncommon, but it is about really common sense. I do think that should be a bumper sticker. Obey the yeah. rules of common sense. I'm sorry, I but that's that. perfect. But you went I hiking, think it's right? Well, we went, it you know, seems like it's easy to... for people to experience this, even if yes. they don't want to go on a raft, right? Yes. Now, you know, the hike is simply 1.5 miles round trip. You know, mm-hmm. it hikes up a little bit. Um, and then, you know, there is there is the the area where you can look at the, the walls of the Navajo sandstone. You're looking at the erosion. You're looking at, you know, the water mm-hmm. that has been forced to make this bend, which is why it's horseshoe bend, in the river. And so you're looking down about a thousand feet, you know, mm-hmm. and you're looking at the Colorado River and it's this beautiful blue green color. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, and there are railings there on, on the central part of it, but there's also many other areas where people can go. And if they want to get away from the masses of the crowds, they just need to be you know careful as we were talking about it. But it's it's remarkable to see it from that perspective mm-hmm. and then to be able to see it from the perspective of actually being in the river and seeing Horseshoe Bend as you're going mm-hmm. around it. Mm-hmm. And so to me, to me, I thought it was, was a, a unique opportunity to be able to get both perspectives. Right. And this was a half day adventure, which is unusual for Debbie, because when she gets on a boat, she floats and and rafts and white waters and does all kinds of crazy stuff for days. (laughs) She's out in the woods for days and we never know when she's going to come back. But she does obey common sense rules. Yes. 
Yes, and this raft mm-hmm. trip is, is you know, first of all, this is not white water. This is a, a float trip, you know. Oh, and nice. So, yeah, so so anybody can do this. This is suitable for children. It's suitable for, you know, it, it's very easy. You know, you get in the boat. There's a guide. The guide, you know, tells you stories, talks about the geology, talks about the wildlife, you know, cool. talks a little bit about his life um, and or her life. And, and, you know, so it's very easy. You get off at a certain point in time. You go to Petroglyph Beach where you mm. take a little bit of a short walk and you see this amazing panel of Petroglyphs. One of the ones, mm. one of the, the panels that I, I, one of the more amazing and vivid panels that I've seen of Petroglyphs, and I've seen quite a lot of them, you know, over the years, especially in the, in the Southwest, you know, mm-hmm. and people, people, there's always, a, I, I'm always confused at first too, but the people uh, with pictographs and petroglyphs, but one is carved, the petroglyphs are carved mm. into the rock and the pictographs are actually drawn on top of the rock, mm-hmm. or painted on top of the rock. So th- these are petroglyphs and you'll see a lot of different symbols and, uh, you know, people are not sure exactly what they are, but some of them can be, you know, you can look them and say, oh, that those look like bighorn sheep, or those look like birds, or you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, hunting scenes, and so that to me was was one of the highlights. I thought it was such an impressive uh, panel there, and you're uh, going to see it's a newspaper these, rock. That's what they always call them, like newspaper yes, rocks, and yes, I love that. Yes, because it yes, is like the ancient expression. newspaper. Mm-hmm. It is. It is, and so then you're going to see all these huge formations, and it's really fun because some of them resemble all these different shapes and you know, facial shapes or animals. And we saw one that looked like Jabba the Hutt from Star Wars and, you know, one that looked like logos for the, for, for football teams. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's kind of fun mm. to be able to, you know, it's like when you look, you're lying down and you're looking at clouds and you see different, mm. you know, things in the clouds and the same thing with these rocks and these formations. So, and also we were very lucky because we saw some wild horses, which was, oh, man. was, and awesome. that was a real like- treat. Yes, that was in the so boat, awesome. right? So you're having this other, there's something about being in the water and seeing wildlife. You're almost more yeah. one with them because you're in this a little bit more of a vulnerable position, right? Um, oh, and it was so, so wonderful. Yeah, oh. it was so special to be able to see them. And uh, supposedly mm-hmm. at different times of year, you can actually see the bighorn sheep there up on the on the rocks. Mm-hmm. So we didn't see them because it wasn't uh, that time of year. But yeah, it's it's nice. I, I mean, I love being able to see wildlife out where they're supposed to be, you know, and not, mm-hmm. you know, not where Absolutely. they're not supposed to be. So it'll be. But it was it was so special. It really was. That's awesome. The one thing I wanted to touch on was you talked in your article about the geology of, of this varnish. And I always, you know, and we've done so much, you know, in geology and in, 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 you know, going in, in these parks and places. And I was like, what is this with this varnish? And, you know, you, yeah. you sometimes wonder, did somebody do that? <laughs> did humans <laughs> do it? Because, you know what I mean? It's like, but yeah. you know. But you talked about that, and I thought that was a very interesting point because, you know, it there is this, it's almost like a lacquer, mm-hmm. and it it's is. like, how did that happen? And it, it is real, you know, and it, and it all amazing. has to do with, it all has to do with the minerals, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it, you know, the amount of the minerals, and uh, it's found particularly in arid regions, mm-hmm. uh, can take many, many, many years to, to coat a surface. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's beautiful, though, because it has such a beautiful hue and texture. And I love the fact that it's called desert varnish. I just I think, yeah, I, I love that. 
Mm-hmm. My fingernails want it. Yeah. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do. Right, I want to. I, I want to give the the company you went with, Wilderness River Adventures. Uh, go to their website, riveradventures.com, and they start doing their trips uh, from March through the end of October. So, you know, we're right in that time where we start planning next year, 2023. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah do it now. Do it now. Um, because it everything does book up, especially these kind of things. Um, you're out in the wild, so you want to yes. you want to book up while while you can. Uh, but again, uh, Debbie's articles are up on nationalparktraveling.com. She's got all kinds of other articles on blendradioandtv.com too. She's got articles all over, mm-hmm. and so keep up with her there. And she's on our show every fourth Tuesday. We get to talk with a fire monkey and keep up with us uh, on that with bigblendradio.com. But fire monkey. 2023, you know, I know we're pre-recording this, but like, it's just a few days away with this airs. So 2023, any view into your fire monkey crystal ball of where you're going? I have a lot of places. I'm going to go back to the Northwest, of course. Yes. <laughs> and um, and uh, also, um, I'm looking at doing a trip to Hawaii, the big island of Hawaii this cool. time. And uh there, there. That's also a very cool place for all the geology with Volcano National Park there, and uh, yeah. And then hopefully I will get over to uh, the Azor Islands and Portugal. So uh, mm. that's that's on that's on the on the roadmap as well. But uh, in between, I hope to to do a lot of stuff in 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 the U.S. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. So yeah, yes. lots of fun things to plan. You know, planning is is the fun part. I mean, I love doing it, but it, it there's a lot of fun in planning too. Oh, this sure. is so interesting about how mm-hmm. much you've done of the U.S. over the last few years. Like seriously, well, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, how do, how do you because you've done so many countries? You know, the, all the continents. Like, how do you feel about America? With all oh, the places I, I, that you've been, I will. I'm never. I've never. I will never tire of traveling in this country. It's amazing, isn't it? It's so the, diverse. The, it's so diverse. You know, whether it's it's you know the geology, the geography, the history, the culture. Mm-hmm. You know, you it, it you go from one end of the country to the other, and everything in between, and it's all so different and fascinating. And there's so much beauty in our country, so much mm-hmm. natural beauty, and. Like I said, I will never tire of it. Never. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I think agree. we will either. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just, it's just, <laughs> you start to get, now we're getting to know highways and roads and stuff that, you know, I never thought I'd ever know. Like yeah. really know them. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, you can turn GPS off now. Kind of thing. And, <laughs> and, and don't look at maps. And right. who knew I'd know that, like, you know, in, in the whole other side of yes, the country. It's always fun. But that's when it's time to move on to the next place. Honestly, when, yeah. you, when you don't need that's our that's our thing. As soon as yeah. you that's it's time to go. It's like on to mm-hmm. the next place. You already know your way around. That's that now, or you need to go get yeah. lost somewhere on the other side of the city. Uh, so it, you know, so that's just I'm talking about even microscopic regions, right? Um, that you're in, but yeah, th- this country is pretty darn oh, amazing. amazing. When you think about like, you know, you know our our you know, life in Africa and England and yeah. all in different countries living in them. This country represents so much of that too. Oh yeah. There's so many places that remind me of, you know, Kenya and, yes. you know, certain places that remind me of Mexico. I mean, obviously it was Mexico, some parts of it. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like we do 
And when you get into this smaller businesses, you get to meet people that come from all over the world with that's their true. smaller business. Mm-hmm. And I, you were talking about going to Portugal, and that's kind of where it got to. We we were in Tulare County, actually the city of Tulare in Central California outside Sequoia yeah. National Park, and introduced this wonderful lady who sadly passed. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is from the uh, where you're going in Portugal. Um, and she, I mean, the accent she told us, our whole immigration story, and her husband, and they lived in New York and came here. And she, like, so the, all the Portuguese people in this area, which there's a lot because of farming and all kinds of things, and there's like a whole history there, they go to her coffee shop and bakery every single day they have soccer meeting practice i mean it's like the small community thing and she started bringing out espressos and she taught us everything you you need to know about the portuguese baked goods i mean it was so and she was so shy and then but she did give us an interview to this day one of the highest interviews actually like we've interviewed famous rock stars and she's still kicking butt on interviews uh listens um but she, because she was, it was her, her legacy. And I hope people do that in this country. Understand, like, maybe you can't go to Europe or, you know, want to stay here because we still have, you know, we still have that thing lingering around called COVID. But our backyards have an international experience too. Absolutely. And we can do that. And 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 I saw also, I find that when I go back to a place, whether I go back, you know, once, twice, three, I can, I can always find something else in, in a place, Absolutely. you know? And, oh my God. Yeah. And it, 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 there's mm-hmm. always something else. And it's, it's yeah. so cool to say, Oh my gosh, I never, I, I never knew that was here. And I visited, I've been there mm-hmm. many times, you know? And so to me, that's kind of the magic of, of travel is, is, is finding out, you know, all the places that, that you haven't been or you've been, but you, it's, it's you can't them, stop, you know, we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're never done and it's it's frustrating too because i want to do it all but even if you go to the same place if you do it in a different season it's a totally different experience oh for sure so now it's like four times whatever you think you've seen multiplied times four okay because yeah you got to do the other seasons if you really Mm want to see it all Oh, well, yeah. we just did yeah. Madison, Wisconsin, right? Mm-hmm. We've now yes. done it. Now they're saying we've been there five. T- I can't keep count, but yeah. we have mm-hmm. done all four seasons in Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> and I have to tell you, there's nothing like walking dogs in fall leaves it. that oh. they just think every leaf is another thing to sniff yeah. and yeah. roll in. And and I'm like, I've never experienced that. Like walking a dog, yeah. like, but you know, that was a different experience. Like just being part of the neighborhood walking a dog in the leaves and the dogs are like, dude, look at the leaves, man. This is so cool. They did <laughs> it in the snow too. And I was like, but they, they really remind you like to appreciate each season and the beauty that each they it, there's a bounty in every season. And when you're in these kinds of Absolutely. places, you know, I'm like, this is so cool. Look at, look at them in the leaves. Every single leaf was something like a new toy. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was cool. That was, you know, so I know that's not a normal touristy thing, but it was for me. That was like, wow, you can't get any closer to living here than walking the dog and um, really experiencing the leaves in a neighborhood and just being one in an area that, you know, we've been there in the spring and seen the sandal cranes. We've been there in the snow and shoveled snow. And then in the summer when the lakes are just brimming and beautiful and the farm bounty is like amazing. Yeah. And you, you, did you go to college there? Didn't you? 
I went to school for a short period of time in Madison at University of Wisconsin, and I cool. lived in the Chicago area, and I used to go up to Lake Geneva and, you know, go to Milwaukee mm-hmm. and go up in Wisconsin many, many times. And so, I, like, I, I think I even sent that story with the pictures about autumn in the Midwest, you know, and how incredibly beautiful it is. And, you know, I know New Englanders think that they've got a – you know, that, that, that oh, New England oh, in the fall. Oh, look at her. Chicago and, spirit's yes, coming out. Look yes. at her. Look at her. Go well, fire, buddy. The fire's coming out. And New England is terrific, is, is incredible in the fall. But the Midwest, you know, really has has its, it's own idyllic. beauty as well. Yeah, yeah. It's idyllic. Yeah. We went mm-hmm. to a park in St. Louis, Missouri, um, at Webster Grove. We were in Webster Grove, and, and it, it was a tiny community park. And we we were saying this at bed and breakfast. Um, STL Tuxedo Park Bed and Breakfast uh, in Mm -hmm. St. Louis. That's what the STL was. Um, And it was inside a renovated church. I mean, it had the glass, stained glass windows. Way cool. Historic. And it was a trip. It was very cool. I I recommend people go there. Um, And anyway, we went to this park. We're like, well, we're going to do what the community parks were. And of course, it's still COVID time. But you, some of these B&Bs, you can just do like a walking tour of the architecture of the neighborhood of just homes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. mind blowing. It was fall. It was actually this time of year that we're recording November. And they, I mean, we went to this park and I think it was one of the few times Nancy and I really experienced what you've seen on TV and what you've seen in magazines of mm-hmm. fall. And we're sitting on a bench and just yellow leaves were falling down mm-hmm. on all of us. And, and yet uh... the trees still had their leaves. And people were playing soccer in the field over there. People were walking their dogs. People mm-hmm. were just hanging out yeah, in the gazebo. Awesome. I mean, it was just one of those idyllic things. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what the Midwest yeah. represents is yeah. this idyllic quality of life. It's, yes. I don't know how others to put it. It is that the Midwest has yeah. that. It's cool. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a Midwesterner, you know, born and bred and, and, uh, you know, now you're a southwesterner. I'm back yeah. There. yeah, I'm now a southwesterner, but I, you know, it's like I still got those midwest, the very strong midwestern roots. And you know, autumn is a time when I feel particularly very homesick for for the mm. midwest. You know? uh-huh. so, and but mm-hmm. now Santa Fe, Santa Fe in winter, yep. you've got all the Ugh. snow on the adobe. Magic, magic, Luminarias, magic. Mm-hmm. Oh, we found I the farolitos. Yeah. I did not know that that was about thieves with money. <sighs> I didn't know that farolitos came from that. That, so it's the, so the, it's, the, and it's such a beautiful. I mean, it's such a beautiful experience here with winter here. It really is, you know. And no. it's also, yeah. You, know, you picture blue skies, and you picture the snow, and you picture. I don't know. It's just. It's. It's just. It's charming. It's really. Yeah. Charming. No, you've got the big open skies. That's something. Yeah. When once you live in the Southwest, you won't. Yeah. It, it's hard to live anywhere else because you're used yes. to. The sun at four in the morning and waking yeah. you up at that time and the, and, and, and the sunrise. Sunset. So oh. far. The you sky is so massive. So yeah, the it sky is. is big. It is. It is uh, incredible. Yeah, it is incredible. Fire Monkey, happy yes. end of 2022. And Ooh. here's to 2023 being an amazing new set of adventures for you, which we know you're going to have. Enjoy mm-hmm. Portugal. We know that's going to be amazing. <laughs> And don't forget to and bring you, us back and some support. Well. <laughs> you as well. Thank you as well. Amazing adventures. <laughs> well, hopefully our paths will cross because we will be going through the Southwest yes. and we're going to the Pacific Northwest, going to Eugene, Oregon too. So, you know, 
<laughs> you can't stay away either. <laughs> no, apparently not. If there's certain places we keep circling, Asheville, North Carolina, Natchitoches, Louisiana, Tucson, of course, you know, and, and New Mexico, Silver City, uh, you know. There's all, so much to all see. All of it, all of it. There's yeah, so I think, much to see. I think we'll yeah. be circling for the rest of our lives and maybe we need to buy a new car soon. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Oh, I know, I can't, I can't. You can't I'm, say that. Our car, our car will be put in a no, museum. she's going to last. She's going to last. <laughs> All right, everybody again, bigblendradio.com and Debbie's articles are up on nationalparktraveling.com. Stay tuned and sign up for our newsletter so you can get our digital magazines in your email box and one of them being Parks and Travel Magazine with the stories that we've talked about. Thanks so much, Debbie. Thank you, ladies, and happy and healthy 2023. Thank you. you. Happy holidays. All right. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.